Okay, so uh, you're gonna love this one, Connor. Uh, it's John Keating did it, and it's mostly to you, so I'm taking a break. Uh, Connor has spoken about a couple of times about finding female characters more interesting to read and more interesting to write. Does he find it challenging to write about a gender and experience different from his own? More generally, do the hosts have a favorite example of an author writing about an other? That's a great one. Um, I thought of this for a while, and I think that to go back to what I said to Matt's question about uh, broad things I want to see in speculative fiction, I've actually shifted a little bit away from being quite as interested in, excuse me, a realistic female other and being a little bit more interested in sort of drastically different kinds of consciousnesses. Um, AIs, obviously I have the vampire. Right now I'm writing a vampire woman as one of my two narrators in my project. And that's been great. So she's both, you know, a human-esque female uh, and a vampire. And the vampire thing, I think, kind of supersedes and informs the rest of what she is. And I think that was kind of a turning point for me where I was like, ah, maybe you were interested in writing female characters more partly because I wanted to get away from the constraints of psychological realism. Um, and I think that's that's going to be a long journey for me, actually, uh, now that I'm interested in the AI thing as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that like it, it just comes out of this desire to push imagination to its limits, not just in the sense of like world building, um, sort of fleshing out an imaginary universe, which is great also. And not just in the sense of like, here's some zany things I've thrown together kind of in the spirit of Roger Zelazny uh, or Calvin and Hobbes. You know, you're just kind of grab bag of stuff that you can possibly imagine. Also great. But I think there's a sort of arguably, some, I don't want to make it too hierarchical, but maybe a more mature, certainly kind of more literary, uh, you know, imaginative interest, which is how can how far can you delve into consciousnesses other than yours and what can you gain from that? And that's increasingly my, my biggest interest as a writer. Um, so I don't know. Am I answering the question, Pete? <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. This is great. Well, how about the, the second tier of it? Do you have a, a, an example of an author you'd like to call out that does follow the other that you appreciate? Yeah, I would say that I'm really excited. I'll, I'll give a couple different answers. I think Max Porter um, has done that really interestingly in his, in Lanny in particular, I think Brian Evanson that we hit on did a great version of that as well. I think that currently the living master, well, yeah, no, I was going to say, I was going to throw Ishiguro out there. Um, this just occurred to me, but also Ishiguro is very, very good at that. But to me, the living master of writing someone radically different than yourself and getting very close to them in a way that is eminently emotionally believable is Hilary Mantel. And if you haven't read her Cromwell trilogy. I have the uh, Thomas Cromwell, not Oliver. Um, if you have, I have the third one currently. Haven't read it yet. Um, we might cover it in the pod in some capacity when I do. But the first two, Wolf Hall and Bring Up the Bodies, especially Wolf Hall, are just masterpieces of a contemporary female writer getting inside the head of this male political operative uh, in the 16th century. It's just really, really damn good. Um, I I don't want to say too much more about it. Just it's gotten all of the praise and awards already. Go and check it out if that's the kind of thing that you're interested in. Um, we should do Wolf Hall sometimes. I like it too. Yeah, that's a, that's a, she's really she's really the master. I would say. 
I gotta say, man, when you started down that, just like, well, the, I think the greatest living author for doing that, I was like, say me, say me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. I guess that has to be earned, though. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I just, it would have been so baller. Uh, any, so... A couple of examples. One, of course, is from our back catalog, and that's uh, Ursula Le Guin. If you think about the left hand of darkness, that's the very definition of exploring the other. And I think she did a superb job. Um, There's another author I want to call out that I'm hoping someday to get on the pod, though she is a little reclusive, I think understandably. And that's Barbara Hambly. Uh, she's written a, a number of stories that, uh, well, that. Uh, let me give a good example. She does a series called the Benjamin January series, which is about uh, an octoroon living in New Orleans, and he is the Sherlock Holmes. Like he's he's got the germ theory of disease. He tracks things down. And this is like before the Civil War and he'll solve everything and he'll go, this guy did it because of this and this and this. And then everyone else in the room and looks over and goes, why is the darkie talking? And she has to navigate those in those books. And they're they're bestsellers. They're superb. But this sort of writing and this sort of insight into otherness is something that is repeated again and again in her work. Like she has some of the strongest male characters I've ever seen. Um, she was uh, she was married to uh, George Effinger, if uh, for you sci-fi heads out there. So that that was sort of a, a sci-fi power couple. And I feel like I'm babbling now. That's my recommendation, Hambly. Hey everyone, what you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode. To hear the rest. And to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. Patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Thanks.